What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. Joining us today from Frame One, the new podcast, um, as well at... Dude, I forgot your studio name. <laughs> Hyper Focus. Hyper Focus. Can, I knew that. Right. I knew that. I just couldn't remember the super ADHD thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Our good friend, Mr. Dreisen Karsten. Woo! <laughs> and MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, show topic ideas. Hit us up on MoGraph.com and MoGraph.com slash live if you want to check out info for the live shows. I got some uh, future guests that I need to add to the roster later today mm-hmm. so you can see who's coming up on the big shoe. And uh, really big what else? Shoe. YouTube.com slash MoGraph. Check us out there. Uh, some other things that we do. We got, uh, we got some classes. You can take mm-hmm. classes. You can mm-hmm. learn Houdini. You can mm-hmm. learn Unreal Engine. You can learn Procreate. Uh, mm-hmm. So check out our classes, MoGraph.com slash classes. Check out MoGraph.com slash TV. Turn it on. Rip the knob off. You can watch us 24-7. Not just us, but our friends as well. Like yes. Chris Schmidt and Winbush and Jags and uh, pretty soon, Frame One Show mm. will be on there as well. Uh, adding you into the old podcast network. Yep. Uh, and uh, you can turn it on. You can watch all day and... And learn about MoGraph all day. Even if you just turn it on, turn turn the volume down. You know, you don't have to hear our voices, but you might catch something cool. MoGraph.com slash TV, or just go to our YouTube channel, MoGraph.com. I'm sorry, YouTube.com slash MoGraph. <laughs> we got that name. That's right. Yeah, we do. And uh, any we got to get that Twitter now. If we could just yeah. get that Twitter. Any any other uh, week wrap up things? Uh, we talked about the Camp MoGraph announcement. Mm-hmm. Last week, right? Camp MoGraph. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're busy, busy, busy on Camp MoGraph. Um, there, there's there's too much going on that I don't remember <laughs> what we've talked about. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, what I will say is make sure and sign up for the newsletter, you know, mm-hmm. because we'll probably send one of those out or maybe two, you know, maybe one or two this year. <laughs> you know? A couple. A couple uh, this year because we've got a lot of stuff that's coming up. You know, yeah. new website stuff, new, mm-hmm. you know, tour announcements and uh, camograph stuff. It's all going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, Clinton Jones is doing another contest as well. We need to get the info on that. Yeah. Because yeah. um, there's going to be a Camp MoGraph ticket in that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is there already mm-hmm. a, I'm guessing there's already been an announcement. Endless I guess Engines so. Challenge. That's interesting. Okay. We'll have to check that out. Uh, I have just been heads down working, so I am not yeah. in the in the in the know right now. Um, let's see. Anything else? We talked about classes and MoGraph TV and all the things. Um, we are going to be touring this year. Yes. Uh, I don't have too yep. much to say about that at, at this moment, but we are going to be traveling around. Uh, like MoGraph.com's traveling. Uh, MoGraph and Maxon. Mm-hmm. Yep. MoGraph and Maxon nice. are going Doing on a, a little thing. Yeah. joint tour this year. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> you know, cool. and uh, odds are we'll probably, uh, like, right now, tentatively, <laughs> we're, we're starting out in Europe. <laughs> so, <laughs> pretty much. Tentatively. Pretty much. You know, if you guys need a grip, you know, give me, give me right? a call. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, so um, there's that. Um, and, yeah, I think that's about it right now. That's about all we can talk about at the moment. Uh, stay mm-hmm. tuned for updates on that once we really lock things in. Yeah. Uh, there's not much, too much more to say other than what they've kind of hinted at already. But, mm-hmm. uh, yes, let's, let's talk about you, Dryzen. First of all, um, before we get into your background and stuff, let's talk about Frame 1 Show. You were on uh, when... Uh, you were substituting for Matt one week uh, a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah. Darlene was on, and uh, the Wish dot com version was awesome. Was <laughs> the Wish dot com Matt. <laughs> I see it. I definitely see it. <laughs> and uh, I think we played a little preview, but I think there's going to be um, another preview coming soon. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. What's I hope that? So. Is it? Uh, so right now we have three episodes completed and and wrapped up. Okay. Um, so the first episode was was actually frame one as a whole was birthed from Camp Mograph. Uh, yeah. I had an mm-hmm. awesome conversation with Amanda Russell out there, talked to Dave Swain, and then uh, I was driving Nick Campbell back to the airport one day, and we had a conversation, and he goes, dude, you should, you should start a podcast. That was awesome. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. And so that's kind of how uh, uh, frame one came to be. Uh, Amanda and Dave are awesome because they're like, you just, we'll be your first people. We'll do whatever you need to do, just like, will help promote and push it mm-hmm. and so uh i flew to virginia uh nick donlin and his wife drove down from new york to help film it oh that's awesome I didn't know that was yeah. it was super cool um and uh during that frame that filming of frame one first episode uh we dodged one hurricane three tornadoes uh and a whole <laughs> bunch of other stuff <laughs> and right. being you know i'm a south dakota boy we're kind of landlocked here hurricanes mm-hmm. are not really my thing but yeah. uh, you guys fun. don't get it's tornadoes up there Oh, yeah, we get lots of tornadoes. Oh, it's like, like say, you're in I would take Valley, a tornado right? way yeah. over like a hurricane because I don't yeah, know what yeah, to yeah. expect in a hurricane. Yeah. Even though it was like just. I feel rain. like hurricanes are easier to deal with than tornadoes, though. Tornadoes, you don't get much warning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it really was, but you know, it's just the the scariness of something new is all. Yeah. The yeah, hurricane's going to uh, hit everything. The tornadoes, you just go outside and watch. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting it to be like, you know, blowing winds and like huge swells and everything else, but. It's just like, oh, it's raining outside. That's yeah. That's not so bad. That's not yeah. so bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, that was the first episode. Um, episodes two and three, because I really want Frame One to be an in-person thing. Um, I think right. you get a nice little more bit of body chemistry, um, sure. some behind-the-scenes yeah. jokes, building relationships, all that other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And because we're trying to increase numbers and viewership and everything else, I wanted to do them local here because you know budgets. Are terrible things. Yeah. Uh, so we filmed a local photographer who's done, who's been speaking on national stages about branding and all that other fun stuff. And then episode three is a, a former studio owner who st- sold their studio last January, and kind of talking about the how to grow a studio from a random idea, building a awesome culture for your your people to work within, and then selling it on the back end. So. That's neat. Um, nice. Kind of the whole wide gamut. And uh, you're going to come down shoot some more in Texas, right? Pretty soon. I am. I'm going like to be down weeks. there uh, the the week of the 20th. I'll be down there for the week. Um, I'm talking to, I'm hoping, hopefully trying to line up a second studio owner, a couple of freelancers, um, another full-time employed person, uh, and hopefully, you know, knock out five or six episodes while we're down there. That'd be awesome. Jeez. That'll be nice. All right. I have to do a little barbecue action. I would love that. I'll bring the I'll bring the meat. Yeah, well, you are. You're bringing you're bringing me some. 
I am. I am. My parents own a cattle farm in the middle of South Dakota, and I've been told repeatedly that the beef from my parents' farm is among the best in South Dakota. Mm. Um, you know, humble brag, pop the collar. Right. <laughs> I'm redoing the electrical the in my uh, garage just so I can get this second refrigerator. Did running. you really redo your electrical? I'm working on that to get That's another breaker. Hilarious. Because we got so much stuff on this one particular breaker, and for some reason, it's all wired to the front and the back as well mm-hmm. uh so in order for this other fridge to work in order to put the one-eighth uh cow in there mm-hmm. um i'm gonna have to get that all settled you know so, so. what take yeah we should talk because you know i was talking about doing a mograph meetup you know a dallas mograph meetup you know here in rockwall i found a really nice brewery you know that would be a great little hangout you know, if you want to drive all the way out to Rockwall, <laughs> but <clears throat> and all our Dallas peeps, you're welcome to come to the barbecue. You know, yeah, over at Dave's house. Yeah, but here's my fear now: How does South Dakota beef compare to Texas beef? Hmm. Um, I, I don't. I, know, I've, I I've, don't know. You know, I'll, I'll tell you. Find out. Um, uh, Iowa beef is really good. I did enjoy Iowa beef when I was there. But I bet you South Dakota beef is probably pretty good. It's probably probably up there. Uh, all right, all right. Well, we'll have to do an official official uh, taste right. test comparison. Fight. Meat yeah. fight shirt on right oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then while while we're talking about Frame One, though, I really do have to, yeah. to mention my business partner Courtney because uh, she has been fantastic with help like organize things, and she came with all the branding for it and everything else. And just I would be an idiot if I did not brag her up a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got friends so, working on it and everything, and um, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So Nick's coming too. Nick's coming to Texas too, right? So. Yep, Nick's flying down, so we're going to awesome. hang out and crash at Matt's house. Yep. And, uh, yeah, rented a studio they're, for they're sharing everything in. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, used to, I used to live on the road as a roadie. I'm okay with right. that. I have some yeah, weird places. <laughs> feet to face. Make sure you wash right. your feet. Make Ew, sure you wash gross. your face, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, we'll be hearing more about that. Pretty soon, we're gonna uh, put that on MoGraph TV. We'll put it up on the website and things, um, and then uh, let's talk about you a little bit because you know mm-hmm. you were on as a guest host, but we really didn't dig too much into into uh, what you do, where you come from, all of that stuff. Um, tell us a little bit about how you ended up doing what you're doing today. Yeah, uh, I definitely fell into motion graphics. I think everyone has the same similar story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, In in South Dakota, where I'm at, like motion graphics really isn't a thing. Uh, And so in high school, I found an internship where I was filming a nature documentary. We travel around South Dakota, around the Midwest, just filming animals. And it was super, super cool. Um, And I fell in love with cameras, cinematography, lighting, all that other fun stuff. Uh, So when it was time to go to college, I wanted, I had a very specific, like, two-year, I wanted to be out working, because that's where the real experience comes into play, uh, and I didn't want to go too far from home. I didn't want to lose that, you know, in-state tuition cheapness. Right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I went to Southeast Technical Institute in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, but they didn't have a video production class. They had an animation technology class, which was brand new. I was the second class to graduate with that degree. And... Uh, Question. I was like, well, is that degree still around? 
it is not. It has been yeah, rebranded. I had a feeling that's probably the case. <laughs> it was rebranded as digital media production. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. okay. But I was like, okay. I was like, you know, animation, video, they're they're kind of close. They both yeah. move on on TV screens. It'll be this. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so I took that class. Um, I don't want to talk about that class too much. But anyway, man. <laughs> yeah, I've got a degree in RTVF. Imagine that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Radio. Really? Okay. Video that's that's a switch there. I thought yeah. you know TV to animation, at least it's moving pictures. Yeah, yeah. But uh, um, after graduation, started working for a local TV show, making basically an infomercial. Stepped up, started working on some regional stuff. Stepped up, started working on some national broadcast stuff. And the entire time, I'm just like, ah, I'm so disappointed and frustrated because I just, I just want to work on motion graphics and animation. Like I love that stuff. I'm mm-hmm. bored by the fact like in animation I can make anything happen. But in video, I'm stuck with what's real. Right. And, uh, yeah, so as as time went on, I kept trying to introduce myself more and more to After Effects and, and animation and that kind of stuff. But all the companies around here, like, we don't, we don't need that. It's not important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so one day I just kind of said, hey, all right, I'm going to go start freelancing and uh, figure it out. And yeah, that was like, last it, September. It will be important. How, uh, I am making it important. Yeah. How was the jump? From the jump was I know, scary. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it was. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember when you jumped off, and I was, you know, I was concerned for you. And how has it been since? I I will be the first to say that anyone that jumps into freelance without having a client list or a, a list of people to talk to built up is likely not going to make it. Um, mm-hmm. With that said, I was in a unique position where we had just sold our house and we had like a hundred grand in the bank. And so I was like, all right, oh. I can make it a few months. Like, we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a few months? Man, what's your, <laughs> what kind of budgets are you on? Right, right. <laughs> I can make it a month and a half on a hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> you um, hourly rate. Yeah, right. How expensive is all that beef? Man. got to launder the money somehow it's fine it's fine um but uh uh anyway the jump was super scary because after three months i I hadn't had any work come in um and it was a unique situation where a company i I super respect still love them today uh just i had a bad communication with the producer i was reaching out to um where she was kind of checked out it sounded like wanted to move on to a new position different company as I'm putting the pieces together. And so I had like a three month hold of this company that never, never came to be, but that's why I was able to, to take the step because I'm like, all right, I know for a fact, I've got three months of work lined up. I'm going to go freelance start next week. Didn't understand the hold system meant hold, not booked and you know, made the leap. So, uh, I, we could probably system. Yeah. I hate it. I think and it's we could probably so talk about a little bit about like what you're learning in this, but because because you're not new to business, you're not no. New to this is my your own third business. business. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell people about your first business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in high school, I had to do a senior project. Some people put a new engine in a car. Some people learn how to make a rug. I'm like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start a business. And so I started a wedding entertainment company, just DJing events, paroms, weddings, you name it. Um, And the first couple of years was just kind of, you know, learning the equipment, the styles, everything like that. And then I decided it was going to be my full-time job. 
It's what I was going to dedicate my entire life to, was entertaining people and dancing and music and lights. It's going to be awesome. Uh, grew the company to, to about six figures in sales annually, which was awesome considering it was a half-year job because summertime, weddings, wintertime, sure. four foot of snow, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I... I I couldn't bring myself to step away from uh, being the only person. I, I didn't like the idea of hiring employees because mm-hmm. a live event, if something went wrong, I knew how to fix it. But mm-hmm. to trust someone else to be able to do that, like I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to trust someone like that. And that's a character flaw I'm still working on today. Uh, but uh, the company did started doing better and better and better. But I was kind of capped at where I could only work like 25 weekends a year. Got to the point where I kind of wanted my weekends back. Got to the point where I wasn't connecting with the younger, the brides that were getting married anymore. Like it just, there was a transition period where they needed to dive into it or completely get out of it. Um, So I walked away and, you know, my wife still runs the photography side of that business to this day, but uh, I just kind of transitioned out of it. Hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor, Otoy, the creators of Render Network and, of course, Octane. But I don't have to tell you that. You know who they are. You see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs. And we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at MoGraph.com from this podcast to MoGraph TV to events like local meetups and Camp MoGraph and all our community building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store, all thanks to their support. Go check them out at Otoy.com. Now back to the madness. But the biggest thing that was I've learned from that career, besides you know how to run a business and do your taxes and sales and how to communicate and talk and present yourself to people, um, but the biggest thing I learned that translated to motion graphics was transitions, mm-hmm. where you can set up a scene, but if it doesn't have a pacing, doesn't have a story, doesn't have all these little pieces that build to the overall event, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't work. So yeah. Transitions, they matter. Remember how we were talking? Were we already on the show or were we pre-show when we were talking about uh, the Slack notifications that come in when you're in the middle of a show? And you're like, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, got yeah. mine just now. Yeah. And, oh, I, I no. Thought, I thought now you get to relax, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it actually sounds fairly fairly comforting Positive, from yeah. what I see. So, <laughs> whew, man. I'm telling you, I'm I'm telling you that you know I'm I'm working on a couple projects right now, uh, and this one in particular. All I can say about it is it's it's high profile, therefore high stress. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And when you're working mm-hmm. on something that's like super high stress, mm-hmm. and you really have to satisfy the client, you're always like, oh man, please tell me you like this round. Please tell me you like this mm-hmm. round. You know what I mean? And so I have had some good news on it lately that. Um, that I'm doing the right thing, so I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that uh, that's there. So yeah, so I can continue the show comfortably. That <laughs> all is all is well. No fires I to put a, out. Yeah. I had to completely close all my things. Else my ADHD would be like over here, over here, right, over here, right, over here. Right. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah. Um, um, so where were we? So you are not a stranger to running a business. So I guess my question is like. What new new business things are you learning now that that you're doing this? Uh, you know, as far as like things you didn't have to deal with uh, in the old business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the biggest one is is working with people. Um, so, Hyperfocus as as a studio started uh, basically we're basically the first of the year, and 
immediately I knew that I did not want to do this alone. And so I was looking for like, who's that right person that's going to complement my strength and weaknesses that we can tag team, tag team things together and grow something bigger than ourselves and find someone who's willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened to be that there was a girl I worked at at my previous job and she was an incredible designer mm-hmm. um, to the point where a lot of her work that she's working on, you could just kind of like see like, you're being held back by where you're at here. And so her and I started talking a little bit, and the idea of starting HyperFocus came up together, and being able to work on things where I'm like, okay, I'm going to relinquish control of this and trust someone else to run with it is like the scariest part. How do I, how do I let go of that control? Um, and all the business books, all the audio podcasts, you know, they always say find the right person that you can connect with, the right person that to fill those roles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she 100% is, is fantastic. Um, because all my strengths, like I'm like super like balls of the wall, let's get this thing done and do it tomorrow and, and just not even look at the consequences. And she's very <laughs> methodical, very slow, uh-huh. and just like, you know, let's walk this step by step, make sure it's okay. You know, I'm not detail oriented, I'm big picture. And she's like, no, we got to focus on the details. Um, so the biggest business challenge I'm le- learning right now is just opening up what those resources are to those resources and like just delegating it and communicating and collaborating. Um, it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve. Delegation is tough, and there's many reasons why. I mean, sometimes it's not really even a matter of, like, like you you were talking about not wanting to delegate things. Because, okay, if something breaks, I'm going to know how to do it, right? You know, Absolutely. Like, here's an example. If, if, for, if for some reason I had to uh, tend to an emergency today, and mm-hmm. this project I'm working on needs to be attended to, I'm going to have to pass it off to somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to do when you know where the bones are buried, right? That's what my old boss used to say. I know where the bones are buried. Um, if you, it, it, you have you to know be able which to, cube is the correct cube in right. the, all the cubes that you didn't read that you right. didn't name correctly. Of course, in my remember case, now I'm a two D guy. We're talking about layers. Everything's <laughs> named for me. Thank you very much. I'm not good at naming my materials, but you mm-hmm. don't really need to name your materials as much as you do. Yours. Oh, I'm terrible at naming my materials. It's Matt octane one, material two, one. Octane mm-hmm. material two. Yeah. Okay, so like, if something like that happened, I mean, that would be an emergency situation. I, I know who I could basically pass it on to, um, but something that is complicated like that is hard to pass on to other people uh, if you're purposely doing it, right? You're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I, I know this project or whatever. Um, but the second thing that comes up when it comes to delegation isn't necessarily about you knowing where the bones are buried it's about having money to pay somebody to do that thing right absolutely um if you are running a studio studio um you've probably already gotten over the hurdle if you are um, more than a contractor but not quite a studio that's the gray area right where you've Mm -hmm. got your your um your handful of go-to subcontractors that, that you work with, if you get overflow, you know exactly who to talk to, depending on what kind of project it is. Okay, I know so-and-so would be good at this. This person knows particles. This person knows octane. This person knows redshift, yeah. right? You have to know which of those people to send it to. And sometimes if you get overflow, I know a lot of people probably have this problem. It's all or nothing with the work, right? It's like there's no work. Oh, and now 10 clients have come to me. So now yeah. I have to decide what is going to make me the most money. Okay, mm-hmm. if I've got 10 projects and say three of them are kind of like small budget, one of them's medium budget, one's large budget, okay? You're going to probably 
yourself tend to the large budget one, right? So then you got to pass off the lower budget ones. Then you got to figure out, okay, what is it going to take from a financial perspective? Are you going to make any money off of this? Yeah. You know, are you just going to pass this client on to someone else? Are they a long-standing client? They don't want to be passed on, so you're kind right. of being the you medium. You don't want to pass them on to someone else. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. There's there's a lot of that to to tend to and it's like am I going to even make any money off of this by passing this on, you know? It's kind of a, mm-hmm. a dilemma. Um so sometimes it is hard to delegate and even when it comes to things like uh, you know, doing your social media and things like that, that's very hard to delegate. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. you you have to make sure that it's what you want it to be what it, what you want it to be. So you've got to kind of at least manage what's going out or see it before it goes out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you might not have the money to do that. You know, if you are starting up a company and you've got a month's worth of social media to schedule, who's going to do that if you don't have the budget? It's going to be you. You're going to be doing it yeah. at night. You know. Um, so yeah, delegation sucks. <laughs> I have no well, answers. Say, you know, it's <laughs> it's it's super important too. You know, there's there's a sweat equity of okay, I have a hundred things I can I can work on, but what's actually going to make me money? Is is the social media going to make me money? Maybe, but it's not worth. Uh, there was a book I, I, I was told to read. I haven't read it yet. Called you know, hundred dollar <laughs> jobs. Uh-huh. Uh, but the premise of it is, if there are fifty things you have to do, which one would you be willing to pay someone a hundred dollars per hour? Which one would you pay someone ten dollars per hour? Mm-hmm. If it's the hundred dollar per hour job, do it yourself. If it's yeah. not that, hire someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. Is the premise mm-hmm. of the of the book right? Um, and so I'm looking at at the same thing, going okay. Um, my strengths are the fact that I, I like to talk to people. I like to communicate. I like mm-hmm. to find what the problem that they're trying to solve actually is. Is motion graphics even the thing that they need, or are they looking for something different? Right. Um, getting to the bottom of that. Uh, so that's a $100 job, because I, I need that. Uh, scheduling my social media posts or my, my marketing stuff, everything else, while that's important to kind of get the message out there, I, I wouldn't put that as a $100 per hour job. I would, I'd pay somebody to do that because mm-hmm. it's less less impactful to the direct day-to-day sales. Um, animation, that, that's, that's super important. If our stuff doesn't look good, design, if that doesn't look good, you know, I, we're not gonna step up to bigger, better clients. Mm-hmm. So those are $100 hour jobs. Those are what I need, either need to do myself or find someone who's better than what I am, um, which isn't hard. <laughs> um, well, you've but, also gotta find, you've also gotta be able to um, do those jobs where you're half working on it, right? Like maybe you're mm-hmm. art directing it. Yeah. And then you have to manage your own time and the other person of, okay, what's our, what's our, what are our goals for today? What's our goals for tomorrow? When am I going to look at this and give feedback to the person that I'm subcontracting it out to so that I can then send it to the, you know? Um, so there's some projects where you're going to be involved either way. And then it's like, okay, how valuable is this really? You know? Absolutely. And I, I do think there's power in saying no or saying, hey, that's not a good for, fit for us right now. And, and not just blatantly saying, telling the client, yeah, we're not doing that. But say, hey, yeah. you know, uh, I know someone who's <laughs> better at that. It's going to be a better fit for you. Take a look at person XYZ over here, or company mm-hmm. XYZ. They're going to be able to do that way better than what we will. Yeah, um, yeah it's good and, to be honest about it. You know, well, not even honest, but you're able to pass it off in a way that still makes you helpful. You're trying to solve their problem. You're not just saying, you know, middle finger, get out of here. You're, mm-hmm. you know, right. 
being a benefit for them. So uh, they looked out on that for favor. So when they have something that's more aligned, you know, that door's not closed. Maybe they come back to you for the thing you're really specialized at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's some clients, too, that will throw something at you. And I'm lucky that most of my clients are pretty understanding. But they'll throw something at you and be like, realistically, what would this take to do this? And, you know, and you've got to be like, look, i got to be honest. This is going to be rough. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to do. It's going to take a really long time. It's like it's not that I don't want the work. I'll totally take it. I'll totally take this if you're willing to spend five days tracking something or whatever it is. Right. You know. Uh. You know. Do some crazy 3D track or something for five days, and you know. And it's understandable too because, like, from a film pers- or film, but from a video perspective, if if somebody in a video world or something comes, they may not know the difference between what it takes to, you know, 2D track something you know, in an hour or have to two and a half D three D track something which takes five days, but it's nice. Yeah, absolutely. You know that, I mean, you have to be truthful about it with the clients, even if you want the money, you know, it's like, Oh, that would be great. Let me know if you want to do this, but I got to be honest, it's going to take a long time. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, you want, and, and when it comes to like multiple jobs and like I said, you know, 10 jobs come in the door at one time, you know, saw it this morning, like totally got a lot of stuff going on. And, and, uh, somebody emailed me, Hey, do you have time for this? And it's like, and you're about to leave town, <laughs> I'm leaving town. I'm finishing yeah. up two other projects, it, but you know, at the same time, it's like, I could probably finish up the job over the weekend after I get back. Um, I just have to, you know, have somebody start the project or do half of it or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah. um, again, it comes back to, you kind of want to keep the client, you know, you don't want to pass them off. Cause mm-hmm. you know, what if they forget about you? you yeah. Know? I mean, it's, that's, all, that's one of the biggest fears I think, especially with passing off a client to, you know, one of your friends or something like that. It's right. like, Hey, this guy's really good. Oh no, he's better than me. They're going to use him from now on, <laughs> you know, or something like that. And I've had that happen before. Or he's cheaper, you know. Yeah. Oh, they're getting yeah. the same thing for a cheaper rate, right? You know. Yeah, and, and but on I, the same I, note, there's a million yeah. clients out there too. Like, if I'm worried about every single one and losing their business, that means I'm not in a place financially or or growth wise that can afford to lose anybody, which yeah. means I'm already failed. You know. But you know, there are the staples that it's just like I've had people come to me before from friends, right? And then all of a sudden, that person keeps hitting me up, and I'm like, does my friend know that you keep hitting me up? Right. You know what I mean? And and right. I'll actually mention it. I'm like, they, they, this client's been hitting me up, like... A lot. A lot. Like, you're, yeah. they're, I'm not stealing work from, from you, am I? Like, just making sure. And usually, it's been fine, but, you know. And I've had it the other yeah. way, too, you know? Um, I've had, you know, subcontractors hit me up and and say hey so and so contacted me or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh the 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 kind of middle ground what would you call it not studio not contractor just kind of person trying to figure it out <laughs> yeah it's it's I mean, a it's tough position very much a free freelance life you know? it is yeah, but when you're trying to purposely like scale yeah. up you know that's yeah. when it gets hard because you want to do that you want to be able to subcontract i mean you're not going to make more money unless you do 
right? Yeah. Right. Like, right. You, yeah. you only have so many hours in a day. That's it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have that's to. That's the hard it. part, too. Like, uh, this project I just wrapped up. Actually, I, I was supposed to wrap it up last night. I received more revisions today. Um, <laughs> but it's for a, a, a national conference uh, for a major paint supplier. And if I were to hire this out, like, pass this on along to a freelancer, hire them to work on it, uh, the ask of their time. Not that it wouldn't be be worth the money because the money was there to pay them, but I would have felt terrible asking to say, "Hey, you're going to be working on this till midnight. You're going to be working on this on Saturday, Sunday, every single right. day." Mm-hmm. And it's weird that I respect everyone else's time more than what I respect <laughs> I my know. own time. Like I, I, I can't ask someone else to do that. <laughs> um, I don't know how to overcome that, but you know, it's a weird lesson I learned this weekend. Yeah, no, I I get that, and I generally try to i mean i work a lot of weekends but it's not because the client knows i'm working over the weekend if that makes sense if i decide that there's nothing going on i need to go Mm -hmm. work on this because it's going to help me out next week i'll do that but it is it is the understanding from most clients that i talk to if they need something like if it's friday and they're like can we have this on monday morning i'm like it's going to cost more yeah you know or yeah. sometimes I'll say, hey, no, if it's something I know we can wait until the next Monday to start, I'll be like, look, nobody here is ready to work over the weekend at this point. It's already Friday. Nobody mm-hmm. is available, including myself. Mm-hmm. Everybody has stuff. We're just going to have to push it to Monday, and that's just how it's yeah. going to have to be. Um, Those boundaries are hard, though. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Um there's a lot of like putting your foot down that you have to do. And a lot of people are very scared to do that. Yeah. And even with little things, you know, even mm-hmm. with that, I mean, the weekend thing is a good example, right? The, the problem is, and, and I've noticed this, you know, I had, I had this new client find me and, you know, it's, it's like you give a little at first and then they expect that the entire yeah, time. That's you the know, thing. This yeah. new client was like, hey, you know, we, we've got this rush on this. Can you work this over the weekend? And I was like, yeah, I, I don't normally like to do that, but I can do that. And then every single project since has been working over the weekend. Right. It's like, I, I think a lot okay. of the problem that I'm having from this current project is that there wasn't a process in place. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Aaron Sarofsky that, that says um, people buy a process, not a product. Or they, they I buy get from a that. Process. Yeah. And had this this particular one, like we put together the design boards, Courtney put them together. They look fantastic. Sent it over to the client, and they they looked at them. Uh, I think approved them. <laughs> went to animation phase. Animation, they're like all right, we're doing the final touches, like final animation. We're 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 done, and then we came back and had to change all the design boards. And it's like, well, for going back to the design board, that that's overages because you're breaking the process. Um, me being learning how to say no to things like that, it didn't go quite the way I wanted it to. However, knowing that had we followed the process in place and actually like said yes, no, this is what's going on, or how it's going to flow, or make sure the client signs off in blood that <laughs> these design boards are final, you know, then it would have been fine. We'd have we would have had more uh, pull and stuff. So I don't know. Just there's fun business lessons to learn as far as how to sell a process. Yeah, I do that a lot with contracts, right? Like. Um, especially when a client is new and yeah, you know, there are situations and, and clients where it's a small enough project where I'm not going to do a whole contract contract for it. 
uh, if it's an existing client who's just been around, like we don't have to worry about that. We we know what the expectations are. But when it's a new client, I definitely spend extra time when like first of all sending a contract second of all explaining the main points of the contract because i know they're not going to read it you know right you're going to get x <laughs> amount of revisions these are what they're yeah. going to be and then when i email them i say hi this is this revision number one this mm-hmm. is the wireframe this mm-hmm. is the 90 percent deliverable here's the f- and then i'll send it like we won't talk about this is the final version, but they'll give me the feedback and I'll be like, okay, here's the final version of something. Yeah. Something They're like, final <laughs> version? It's like, yeah, that was the third one according to the contract. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know. So the plane has more changes. How much right. extra is that going to cost? Right. And that's, but that's the thing. If you do it the first time, put your foot down. It, it, mm-hmm. I mean, most people don't like it because they're like, oh, it makes me sound kind of like a stickler or a jerk, but you don't want to get walked all on top of yeah you know you don't want people to, to think that next time you're going to do that the same thing applies with things like discounts and hopefully we're not rehashing too much but i do realize a lot of people don't listen to every episode yeah um so one thing that um uh oh shoot i just lost it what were we talking about um contracts and the process uh, yeah yeah um not being stepped on saying no yeah um, oh, uh, I, I knew di- exactly where you were going. I know. Discounts. Oh, discounts. Discounts. Yeah. Um, with discounts, you it, it, if someone says, hey, so, you know, my client came back and they only have this much budget. Can you do it for this much? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's always kind of like, ah. The answer is yes, but what are we producing? Yes. <laughs> that. Well, that's the first thing. Okay, you want to do it for this, but, this budget. What can we take out? If it's something where it's like you just you know that you're not going to get this gig if you don't go with this mm-hmm. budget, you just know. Say, okay, yeah. look, I can do it this I can do it this time, but when you do the invoice, you mm-hmm. blatantly put that discount on there as yeah. a line item. Yep. Not only next time when you quote them, they won't come back and say, "Well, last time you only charged me this much." Be like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, well, last I, time the full invoice discounted. was this." Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that discount. Uh, this is not uh, official advice. Consult your CPA. Uh, in some situations, <laughs> can can be a a write off. The discount can be a write off. Oh, some see, I did not know that. Yes, I need to so, consult my CPA. If you have that, you know, because you have a spot, you know, an account for labor expenses, whatever. The discounts sometimes can fall under tax write off. But consult your financial advisor. Okay. All my projects are now $1 million with discounts. Right. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's what Donald Trump did. <laughs> I've seen some of these TikTok, TikToks where people are doing their taxes, and they say, guys, I fucked up. And it says federal <laughs> refund, $173,000. I'm going to get audited. <laughs> they're writing off their entire uh, house for some reason right. or something. Like, business, how do you even? Purchase. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's tax but, uh, time. It's tax time, yeah. isn't it? Uh, if anybody's yeah, about that, I do recommend uh, Profit First by Mike Wakanowitz. Great book for saving for taxes. Do recommend. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah. Um, talk a little more about Frame 1. We haven't really talked yeah. much about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Uh, yeah. So the entire point of the show is uh, to... to 
interview these leaders in the creative industry that are just, they've made it, they're successful. But when they started out, whether from leaving their full-time corporate job to starting a freelance business to starting their studio, uh, I've always been curious as to what did that feel like for them? Were they immediately confident? Did they they know it was going to work? Or was it, oh, man, I just, I don't know. We're going to give it a shot and see what happens. And so that's where the the idea for Frame One came to be, um, and it's it's been fun so far because uh, I'm really hoping that a I can influence someone to either take the the leap from full time employment to to self employed, be that freelancing or through uh, starting their own studio, uh, but simultaneously because I'm talking to these giants, so to speak, uh, I'm learning these things that I I don't know either. There's a there's a knowledge gap that I've had. Um, and so I'm really hoping that I can share that message with other people who are trying to to grow and, and do their own thing too. So mm-hmm. that's the goal. That's the goal. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam was asking about: um, Are there examples of these contracts that up and comers can reference? That, way, I, I um, think the biggest problem with that is like. So well, there are. There yeah, are, there there are there are some, you know, and like it, it's it's also that thing where it's like it's not financial advice, you know. Here's an example right. of my contract, but you know, I, I it could be wrong, you know. I right. could have been doing this, you know. As a lot of people, a lot of people who are doing contracts don't, uh, especially uh, freelancers, you know, don't necessarily hire a lawyer to check on all this stuff before you know they send out the contracts and stuff. So we're kind of. Some of us are playing it by ear. You know, I know um, uh, Haley Atkins. Atkins. Um, Atkins. Yeah, with uh, uh, Motion Hatch had uh, her contract bundle, but. Is it I not know around anymore? It's not, it's not around because, anymore. Uh, because it was such a headache to have to update it all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the U.S., getting U.S. lawyers to look at it all the time. You right. know, beyond that, that, you know, South Dakota law is different from Texas law. Absolutely. Right. Everything perfect. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I do think that the best uh, money that can be spent if you're especially working direct to client is hire a lawyer and talk to them. Yeah, you know it might cost you a thousand bucks to have a contract like that drafted, but mm-hmm. you have all your questions answered. You have yeah. everything figured out, laid out. Yeah, um, and from it's there. not going to be a thousand dollars. They're going to charge you. They're going to make you put down a you know a two thousand dollar retainer. <laughs> retainer. Yeah. You got chat And then GPT. they're not going to talk to you for like six months. Yeah. No, Chat GPT <laughs> can actually probably help you. That's true. This situation. And here's the thing. I need this for Texas, you know, whatever. What what a contract does, you know, especially from what we were talking about earlier, like how many times have you actually read the terms and conditions of anything that you have downloaded or something like that? You know, what a contract does is kind of like sets expectations. Right. You know, especially for freelancers like us or small business owners, it sets expectations, you know, so someone can go through it and they can read it or not read it, you know, and it's just a way to one, cover your ass in case, you know, they come back and say, oh, this, this and this, you know, and it's ability to set your expectations. Even if you put in bullshit in there that doesn't even make sense and they sign it, you know, right. If it's stuff that isn't legally binding. Right. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, you sign it, I get your firstborn if you don't pay on time or right. something like that. You know, it's not legally binding, but, you know, at least it, it sets an expectation for what they should, you know, 
what they how, how to work right. and stuff like that. I, and, you know, yeah. I th- I feel like the the initial conversation when you're taking on a new project should basically be outlining your contract as a process is what you're what you're expecting them so when they they sign the contract all they're basically saying is hey this is all the stuff we talked about so we're going to start by you know doing research we're going to write a script you're going to see the script you're going to approve it or or you're going to have revisions for it you'll have x amount of time for revisions on that uh Mm -hmm. then we'll jump into mood boards kind of give you some options what it's going to look like and then we're going to jump into you know you take a look at it do you like it do you hate it we'll adjust it we'll jump into uh storyboards and actually draw everything out with style frames or or whatever we're going to show and then here it is do you like it do you not uh we're going to hop into an animatic just here's a storyboard music a voiceover here's the timing of it do you like it or do you not you know to the Mm -hmm. whole process animation sound design the works and so that way they've already experienced they know what the process is they know how much time to expect they know all the details of what you're going to do for them and that's all the contract basically reinforces so there aren't any surprises like well, you forgot that you know you, you didn't pay me by the fourth date, so therefore the twenty thousand, you know, whatever the, the surprises right. are, you outline that before the project even starts. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and just that's a conversation. That's why you have to kind of put some of these ex- expectations into an email and say, "Here's what's in the contract. Here's the main points you need to know," because mm-hmm. if not, they're not going to read it. Like yeah. they're just not, and they're not going to. And then you're going to start talking about all these revision rounds and be mm-hmm. like, "Wait." what we have and it's like yeah did you not read your contract that happened to us a long time ago there was something we were working on and and uh the client said well i only got x number of revision rounds and you're like yeah you were supposed to have one less than that and we gave you an extra one did you not read your contract and so um you know like the expectations that sam's talking about here the expectations i have heard so many people say none of these contracts will hold up in court you know uh, it could mm-hmm. go either person's favor. It, uh, you know, these things are so loose, especially in certain states like Texas. Mm-hmm. These things are so loose. None of this, even like NDAs won't hold up, you yeah. know? So it really is just about, you know, you got a first time client, you're establishing yourself as a legit business, you know, mm-hmm. you're not because they, a lot of the times is like, oh, you're just some kid working in your parents' basement. <laughs> That's exactly what they're thinking. They're uh-huh. like, well, we're just going to ask you to do all this stuff. Me personally, it's, it's, I always say you get three rounds, not three mm-hmm. revision rounds, it's three rounds. I might send you yep. some stills from email or whatever. That doesn't count. But you're going to have an animatic. That might be a wireframe. That might be a low sample render. Whatever it is, that is your animatic. You're going to have a 90% deliverable. You're going to give me mm-hmm. feedback, and then we're done. That's it. And yeah, I'm going to give it. you an X amount of time to do that. Like it's going to be two days built in, so you can review it and look at it. So I have a list of what to address versus right. on yeah. Tuesday, here's one. On Wednesday, right. here's one. Yeah. And, it keeps, it uh, keeps that compact for sure. Uh, and and uh, you uh, send a revision and you say, make sure you share this with all your decision makers and mm-hmm. come up with a final list before you send over the last round. Also, yep. um, uh, one thing that I like that you put in the contracts are uh, uh, if you're late, you know, mm-hmm. there's a uh, 10%, you know, fee or whatever uh, tacked onto it. And even though, like, we've had people argue it and not pay the full fee and just be like, oh, they forgot to send it, blah, blah, blah. And then accidentally yeah. CCS on and say, oh, yeah, can you send this right now? Or at least express <laughs> yeah. it, hey, like, if you're late, it's going to delay the project. We're not going to deliver well, by X right. amount I mean, of time. Here's the thing. Like, you can also use that as a bargaining chip or whatever. Absolutely. You know, it, it's like, it's like, okay 
what we have done before is like we'll throw that 10 percent on we'll email them the new invoice you know and then they freak out and they're like hey why is this <laughs> what what is this you know and it's like oh it's in the contract you know it's automatically added in yeah. there through our invoicing service we'll take it we'll off just if you go ahead and pay that today can, yeah and they're like oh yeah. yeah yeah no problem i'll pay i'll yeah, send clever. it right now yeah yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing that it does is it it allows um, for control over the change order stuff, right? They come Mm -hmm. back and they want to add like 10 things that they did not talk about or they want to, you know, change the entire look of the whole thing the night before Mm -hmm. it's due, whatever it is, right? And you're like, well, first of all, that's not going to get done in, you know, two hours. Uh, You're talking about starting from scratch and and that's going to take us X amount of time to do. Let me redo the contract and send it over. And then you redo the contract. You give them new numbers. You have to have them sign it again. And they're mm-hmm. like, man, this is a lot of work to go through in order to make a change. You yeah. know, so then, and I, I'm fine with paying more. But, we, man, we got to sign a document with e-sign in order to make changes. Yeah. And yeah, so every time they, blood now. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to know that, like, if they're making huge changes like this, that they're going to have to go through some red tape to make it happen. Mm-hmm. They can't just email you and you're like, oh, sure, okay, I'll th- do it for free, you know. Um, and all of this, and all of this is just to protect yourself. It's not yeah. to be a dick, you know. It's not to be a hard ass. It's not to have a big head about it like, oh, you're going with me. You only get two revisions because I'm the greatest. You know, and the funny <laughs> part about that is all it takes in order to stop being perceived being perceived as a dick versus like this is just the way it is, uh, is to pick up the phone and call. Like, oh, hey, yeah. this is what's going on. Yeah, Let's just absolutely. talk about this. You're gonna miss the, the 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 inflection that I'm trying to get across on an email. Yes. What's what's up? Let's talk about it. What's going on? And email you know, has that no makes emotion. you a hero. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, that's a big problem. I hate I I hate that. In text message, the number of times where I've misconstrued your anger <laughs> through an email or a text message, you know, and then I call you and you're like, "Oh, he's calm. Okay, whatever." Yeah, it's, you know, you know like per my last emails are quick to jump, you know, and quick to attack and quick to be defensive. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, business is black and white, but people aren't. So just don't write to your client. Per my last email, that's like the worst thing you could say. Yeah, it's like the most passive aggressive. Passive kind aggressive. Of like, oh man, yeah. Um, any other frame one things you want to talk about? Do we hit everything on that? Well, I think the most part of it. I where, where, can, where can people find the podcast? FrameOneShow.com. It's it's uh, a live video version, so you can actually watch the show as it unfolds. Uh, I mean, not in real time. It's not live, like streamed, but actual video component which is super nice uh otherwise if you just want to listen to the audio basically any of your favorite podcast downloadable networks uh apple itunes podcast google Mm -hmm. all the places i know them so well (laughs) (laughs) all the good places all the good places oh i I was also going to mention on the contract thing i did a video on contracts years ago if you i think google my name you and contracts you might be able to find it uh i'll try and google it here in a second and see if i can dig it up um, but what i did do is say look i i'm not going to put my contract out there for people to download because like i just don't feel like that's the best thing to do however i did read the entire thing 
<laughs> and go over it. And so I'll, you could download it, load it into the new Premiere Pro or yes. Descript, you know, have it uh, <laughs> translate everything for you. Yeah. And then put that in. Just put it in chat GPT and have it write that into a contract. Take the transcript, mm-hmm. put it into chat. Because here's the thing, like I said about it not holding up, like, really, if you don't want to take it to a lawyer, mm-hmm. you know, and if you take it for what it is and not for the actual legal part of it, but just to have something for your client to understand, framework for them to understand, then then just do it on your own, you know? Um, yeah, let's talk about that transcription thing for a second, by the by. Yeah. Can I just tell you, I have been editing in Descript using transcripts to edit and Mm -hmm. it is freaking phenomenal and i'm like yep i'm like adobe's (laughs) gonna do this and they're putting in their podcasting Mm -hmm. stuff and i'm like this is gonna come to premiere and now it is coming to premiere and i'm telling you like when you're especially working with takes and you have like you know a clip and somebody says something 10 15 times and all you have to do is go read through it and find the one that you like and copy and paste and then paste all the dialogue and then it mm-hmm. just edits it for you. That's yeah. the best. That is the yeah. best. I haven't used Descript specifically. Um, however, I have had some horror stories from some previous uh, attempts at, at software like that that I'm going to share. One specifically, I was working on a national broadcast documentary about the world's, literally the world's best farmers, um, the world record holders for corn and soybeans, who were coming to Omaha and they wanted to overhaul this farm and just make it like a leading producing place basically Mm -hmm. and uh we recorded just terabytes i think we had 170 terabytes of footage when it was all said and done it was 26 episodes released in six months and uh we used the transcriptive was a specific specific plugin to actually try to do paper edits like that and actually Mm -hmm. do it by by script um and all of the just the farmers were following southern draws just you know weren't really speaking clearly and so our transcriptive software would do things like you have really big corn thanks i'd like to show you my ass now (laughs) (laughs) that's not what they were saying yeah you know i I can't tell you much more than that (laughs) Um, I, i will say that descript is really good at it and i think it's learning from everything else that it's mm-hmm. ingesting from everybody's stuff like collectively um there's like a lot of ai involved that can ch- it can actually change the voice in some cases like it can learn wow. a voice and like change and uh, change a word or something but mm-hmm. the way that i use it is in doing my tiktok series i sat there and just recorded 12 tiktoks and put everything in and i just cut and paste and you could see all the times that i said everything and i just i put all the clips in order at least there's my whole transcript. You can see where I ran through, you know, a take of something like five times. Delete it. Just read the transcript. The transcript's good. And you're 99% edited at that point. It even does That's things awesome. like take out the spaces. Because, you know, TikTok, you can't have like a microsecond of space or else, you know, you lose engagement. Um, I hate trying to crack the algorithms like that yeah, it's just stepping on yourself you know like <clears throat> if you if you watch my videos you'll see like i'm literally stepping on my own words you know mm-hmm. because that's just how tiktok is it's just like bam 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 as soon as a sentence finishes you you're already in the next sentence you're you're jumping i will i will say i have greatly been enjoying your zeta art uh 
TikTok, like behind, behind the scenes breakdowns. And it's been fun to watch. Thanks. I got super, super busy. And the last one, the 12th one, I have not finished, finished editing in like three weeks. <laughs> so uh, it's coming eventually. It's a cliffhanger. Everyone wants to know. Yeah. The final scene, how, how it was put together. Um, but that's a lot of work. Like I did a huge TikTok push. And, and again, it comes back to like, you can't hire somebody to do that for you. You can't hire somebody to stand in front of the camera and be you. You have oh, to part, do that yeah. part, you know, um, you're probably going to want to write your own stuff. Um, I, I actually use a program called Obsidian, um, which is just like a markdown reader writer. Um, but I'm able to like categorize and just put all text for anything that I work on for the website or for social or whatever it is in there. And I have all of it there. Uh, when I finish a script, I can have everything in order. It can link to other things or whatever. Then you can literally go and record your video there. There's a ton of apps now that do this, um, that let you record your video on your iPhone. And you know, people, people on TikTok or whatever, you're like, how do they know what to say? Like, how do they remember what to say? Like, how do they get through this without having to look at notes? All you have to do is get this software and it will put your script like a teleprompter on the video on the screen when you're recording so you're looking at the yourself recording you know you throw that into something like descript if, if i'm going to spend all this time trying to work on social at least i'm going to make it fast right yeah. i'm going to try yeah, and absolutely. optimize yeah. record a ton of videos at once bulk record bulk edit bulk everything like that is going to be the biggest time saver you know, me sitting down to, to edit this last one after I did all the other ones at once, I'm going to have some missteps. I'm going to forget what I did now, you know, uh, but if you're That's working a powerful with powerful workflow to, to automate though, because when I'm doing videos of myself, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sitting, put up the camera and you're like, all right, I got to have this thing memorized in my head, right. not verbatim, but like the bullet points where I want to go of course, and then just hope it comes out. Okay. Yeah. And these things will read off of iCloud. So if you are saving your markdown into iCloud, you can just open up your program on your phone and open up iCloud. It'll bring up the scripts it, you know, that you had, and boom, it's on the screen. Um, now, if you want to save time, if you are going to delegate, you can get somebody to write it. You can get somebody to edit it. But you're still going to have to record it. But if you do have kind of this system and you have somebody you can work with or delegate to, you can say, hey, I need you to write me 12 TikToks based on this thing and I'll record them one day. And then you record them all and then they can, all, they can do it for you. Now, I'm not to that point yet. I can't afford that. Um, but that <laughs> is one way that you could because, again, it's, oh, well, I have to do all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you do, but you know, at least if you, if you would, you would have to record it, but you wouldn't have to do the other stuff, you know? Right. Right. And I imagine if you have something like Obsidian where you're actually able to read the scripts, your edit edits that someone has to do are, are substantially reduced. Mm -hmm. You're not looking for the right, you know, you've got it. You're reading a script as opposed to like, oh man, I'm winging this. What am I talking about? So right. hopefully your time invested is, is less. So therefore hopefully your financial investment is, is smaller as well. And I put everything in there, too, as far as, like, transitions and things. Like, some of these TikToks, I'm on a tripod, you know? Uh, some of these, some of these, I'm doing more, like, uh, the effects where it, you're going back and forth between a scene. So you'll have the phone in your hand and you'll whip 
off and then you whip back yep, on yep. you know all those instructions are written in the script I, all of that is thought about ahead of time what stickers i'm going to put on in the end you know mm -hmm. all of that so i'm reading through i'm reading the script oh this scene i did this thing with with uh wind dynamics flip and i and move mm -hmm. the the uh the camera with my hand um and if you have it kind of lined up like that it works really well you can go fast um, there's some other point I was going to make on it, but I lost it, but you could do bullet I points, see you know, it's super helpful. Yeah. yeah. I need to look into that. Um, the other, the last interview of, of frame one, I sat down with a, with a former studio owner and he had made the comment that his biggest regret of his studio was not documenting, documenting the steps he took from growing this thing from a random idea to, you know, a finished product. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, he suggested that I start, uh, or we start Courtney and I start, um, putting together a podcast of just, Hey, it's Friday. This is what we learned this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is, a business lesson this is a creative lesson this is a process lesson whatever else and you know it becomes a, a, a well-rounded content machine you can share with people or you just look back in 10 years and go wow we didn't know anything back then <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, man, um, so I'm, I'm looking at yeah I'd, I'd like to start something similar with that with with frame one um for hyper focus uh whether i put the two together or not or we keep them separate i i don't know yet but that might be something that we utilize Obsidian for. Take a look at that. Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send 3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. Sometimes I wish I could go back like 20 years ago when I had a video production company <laughs> and just tell myself tell myself all of these lessons. Man, the, the amount of time that I wasted at like, I, I was thinking about it today, the time, uh, the amount of time that I wasted at that first post house making next to nothing, you know, <clears throat> because I was the number one in charge there and, you know, whatever it was, man, I, I, I should not have stayed there so long. You know, um, people like me come into your place. We were trying to figure out today <laughs> no, not if there. we had seen oh, each yeah, other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee we had at some point. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I had yeah. to get three-quarter inch Umatic transferred at one point in my mm -hmm. life. You know, the decks were too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get them on eBay. Yeah. I have an old beta deck sitting in storage if anybody needs one. 
I had one. I had one that I bought off of eBay for like two hundred and fifty bucks in hopes that I could do like some old some dub jobs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Never panned out. I oh. I ended up throwing it in the trash after never using it once. Gosh, you should yeah. hang on to that because you never know. It'd be like a CRT monitor come back and it's going to be yeah. a gold mine. I have yeah, one in storage. Right. Yeah, <laughs> there I were, got my uh, CRT right here. Twenty twenty five hundred is what I paid for my Betacam SP deck mm-hmm. uh, in like oh four, and it was like Sony certified refurbed, and then it had a problem, and I had to spend five hundred dollars. But it was original MSRP eighty thousand dollars, right? Right. You right, know, right. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and after that, I barely used it, and it's in storage. Yeah. Probably works though. Probably. So if anyone needs it, let me know. Boom. Now we know. weighs like a hundred pounds. Oh, they're oh shipping will be so great. Heavy. Yeah, <laughs> local pickup only. Do y'all have any gear sitting around that like you still have after all these years, like old stuff? I, I don't know. A, a lot of my gear. I, I've I, the most. Uh, I only started really acquiring gear <laughs> once I started having money. You know, which mm. has only been in the past probably five or six years, right? So most of my gear is new. I do have an old, old, like, uh, uh, light kit that is actually, like, halogen lights. So they're oh, yeah. really freaking hot, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's is that the it. same one? Do you have that one now? I don't remember. Yep. It was in my garage at one point. Yeah, yeah, that it's thing the was same one. Freaking beast, man. The, it was, yeah. The old ones from college that'll burn you. Yep. Yeah, I still have a bunch of gear. Make sure you're wearing gloves, otherwise you'll get burned. Ooh, yeah, yeah. been there. I've lost fingerprints. Not fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I just have a bunch of DJ gear floating around, like nice speakers and like dance lights and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I'm likely never to use again. But I'm like, outdoor home movie theater system or you know backyard dance party over the hot tub. Yeah. See, I've got an old PA. I've got an old PA that I had for a while. I think I bought it for like a hundred bucks. You know. Nice. Off of my old boss that I buy all the old equipment from. You know. Yep. And we used it for DFW C4D. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I've just got that sitting there. I'll probably bring that to camp this year. You know? <laughs> nice jam out. Mm. Actually, I didn't even think yeah. about that. If you guys need a PA, let me know because I've got some stuff that'll be yeah. perfect for you. I'm I'm actually I'm I'm gonna drive to camp this year. I know? think I will too. It's only it's only a twelve hour drive. It's not too bad. You yeah. know. So I may just drive up there. Bring I, some. Fun I thought stuff. about. I thought about driving my little blue like MR2, um, mm-hmm. and then I realized that thirteen hours in a car that's dub the barbie car would probably not be ideal <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i'm taking my jeep so it's gonna be you know those those things aren't fun on long road trips drums maybe maybe we'll suffer together <laughs> yeah yeah i gotta practice we'll, we'll just... i told julia i have to practice my bass now so i can play right right Ooh, are, is, yeah. so is that happening is there gonna be a, I, a, a live so, band n- n- i don't think so i i don't know no. that is pr- that is less likely but i am for sure uh, going to bring my uh, electronic drum set, my bass guitar, and a couple of regular guitars, you know, and then some microphones and some micro. I'm going to basically bring everything you would need in order for people to just jam together. We're just going to have a know? live session during the fireside chat. Yeah, music. I don't know about during the fireside <laughs> chat. <laughs> I got my bass that uh, Johnny Cash's guitar player helped me pick out up in canada that's cool johnny cash isn't the guitar player well he he is a guitar player but he had a band (laughs) right right yeah 
Um, he was, uh, yeah, he was in his band all those years. He was a guitar player. He was married to Waylon Jennings' daughter. Mm. Uh, he helped me pick this thing out. He owned a trucking company, though, so he put it in his truck and took it over the border so that I didn't have <laughs> That's to funny. pay anything. I still That's have really it sitting funny. here gathering dust. But That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. a cool story. That's I got uh, all sorts of gear, man. I got I got DVX-100A. I've got an HVX-200. I've got, like, two of those old-school, like, dual G4 towers and... Uh, I still G5 do have my and, my G5. Yeah. I've got that. Actually, or not it's a G5. A, it's an it's Intel. A Mac, it's yeah, a Mac Pro. it's a Mac Pro with an yeah. Intel. It's still, you know, it, it could probably Works. still kill some After Effects. Dude, that thing know? hung in there. That thing lasted me like ten years. Yeah. 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 yeah funny. Yeah. I'm actually looking for like an old Canon C100 right now because they're cheap. Oh, they hold yeah. up. They look good. Yeah. And yeah, I forgot about the C100. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and rather than spending, you know, 5, 6, 7 grand for like an FX3 or mm-hmm. 6 or whatever else, you know, I'm going to get pretty decent image quality. Give up the 4K, but yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Get yourself an XL1. An XL1. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the XL1 they couldn't even afford to uh, pay for color bars. Right. Is that true? Remember that? No, they'd had color bars they, on it. Well, technically they did. They had full frame bars. If you held down a couple buttons while you turned it on, you could get full frame bars. But they didn't really? pay the license to have like simpty bars or something. Oh, so they, they didn't it have was just like bars, a color. Just straight bars. Yeah, without the yeah, stuff yeah. on okay, the bottom. They did have that, yeah. yeah. The XL2 yeah. had color bars, real yeah. color bars. So stupid. So you could sync. That's back when, you know, my teacher was talk teaching vector you know waveform and vector scope mm-hmm. and how to s- calibrate cameras yeah you know yeah. and if you didn't have a good way to calibrate it or it's too far off you would just run the signal through a whole bunch of bnc cable so it would <laughs> cause resistance and yeah that's God, funny. those are the days dude uh, uh uh dave and i went to um went to utd you know, because that's where we're looking at uh, doing the Dallas leg of the tour. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. and um, we we got to meet one of the guys at. So, dude, UTD is crazy cool. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, really, really mad cool. that they didn't have this stuff when I was there. I was telling you know? my daughter about they, it. I was like, they don't even like have my place. program anymore. You know, that's why I said earlier. I said, "Is is that program still around?" You know, <laughs> but the 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 we went into this one room, and uh, one of the guys there, the the instructor, was just like doing experimental shit, like running loops yeah. and like stuff Analog. of like old VHS signals into uh, CRTs and stuff, and it was yeah. so cool. You know the and guy like, in I, uh, in UHF. Weird Al, <laughs> not Weird Al, but no, the guy, the the guy who ran the station, and he was like the mad scientist guy. It was like that. It was, it was, it was so cool. It was so cool, and yeah. I, I got, I got so incredibly jealous that he was paid, that he got paid to just screw to make around weird stuff all day, and like yeah. these live video installations and stuff. So I've got, I've got an old like handheld camcorder vhs camcorder that i'm gonna try and hook up and do a live show with that's gonna You're be like my really my repping webcam. repping the 2000s technology over there that's oh great. man CRT. earlier than that man this is like <laughs> 1980s technology 
Because, like, dude, it was my grandparents, like, camcorder. It was the very, it was the kit, it was the, 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 uh, the reason I own it. And like, I begged my family for it when my grandparents died. I said, this needs to go to me because this is basically, this is the whole reason I'm in video production Mm -hmm. in the first place, you know? So I got that camcorder, you know? That's so cool. Here's the guy. You remember this guy, right? Secrets of the, I don't remember that. I've seen UHF once oh that's it was a million i will put it on my my two watch this weekend oh i've seen it many times it's pretty good yeah um yeah like this guy would just experiment there yeah they had um the old camcorder they also had remember that sony that everybody had for a while the sony mini dv camcorder i believe everybody had it yeah yeah like not not this not the like consumer one but the more like prosumer one that came out you know, and it took like uh, mini DVC pro tapes or whatever they were called. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, hey, let's do the thing called MoGraph recommends because we didn't do that. Oh, with right. you last time we did not. Um, we're already man, time is flying. Yeah, we got we got to wrap up. We got clients to get to. Mm-hmm. All of us. Uh, yeah. So you know the drill on this. You know how this works. You've done it before. You've seen it. So we'll start with your favorite movie. Favorite movie? I would have to give that up to uh, animated being Klaus. That is a a. Every oh yeah, year. yeah, the Christmas one that the came Christmas. out a couple oh. of years ago, right? Yeah, no, Netflix only. We canceled mm-hmm. our Netflix this year, and it was the first year I didn't watch it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. it's it's so good, it's so yeah. good. Dude, have y'all seen have y'all seen the the Netflix uh, Matilda the musical? No, I have not. It is so good. Like the music is amazing, the yeah. dancing is so good. It's beautifully done. You know, is it is it based off of like the nineteen eighties or nineties Matilda, or is it? Well, it's based different? off. Both of those are based off the the Roald Dahl book. You know, Got Matilda. It. Got it. Okay, but it is it the is. the Sony VX one thousand. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yes. Oh this man. This important update brought to you by Aaron. Handycam. Look at this thing. <laughs> Is it oh, yeah. still twelve hundred dollars? There's no way. Hey man, when you it got, could be. You got a good product. Look on eBay. <laughs> wow. Here. Okay. eBay. What is it? The Sony the VX one thousand. VX one thousand. If you had this, because it was three CCD, you don't even know. Ooh. Oh three man, I remember the CCD. Let's see. Two hundred bucks. You can buy it now for six hundred and seventeen. Maybe that one was near brand new. Mint. Near mint. I see that. I see the same one. Six seventeen forty nine. I'm kind of surprised camcorders it. aren't still a, a prominent thing in today's world, even with DSLRs. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, like, certain things. It, it's it's funny because I've noticed this after buying like a shit ton of of like video games, old like classic video games. It's like there is a certain threshold in which they will never go less than. You know, and so like like this camcorder, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks. You know, that's about what it'll go down to. Some of these video games that I've bought are the same price that they were when they were released. Oh yeah, that's like N sixty four Smash Brothers. I want to buy that one, but it's still fifty bucks. Yeah, you know? dude. Uh, 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 Mario Mario RPG. You know, it's a hundred and twenty dollars on eBay. Yeah. You I got the it. Japanese version. It's only ten bucks. You've but probably I, I seen. Sorry, I can't read Japanese. 
Uh, you, you've probably seen some of these TikToks I think we've sent back and forth where people are like sending analog stuff or they're doing stuff in After Effects and then throw it back through a CRT or something, you know, or videotape, you know, through like an old MX-50 or Panasonic MX-50 or MX-12. And it's so funny to me, like they're doing stuff looping back on the screen, Infinity, all that. And I'm like, man, I did that in first grade. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of it is because like these people have never done it before. And they're yeah. just discovering this because they're younger. And I'm like, I have been there. I would, You could not pay me to touch that stuff again. And here's people doing it for fun because they've yeah. never seen it. And it's like, man, yep. I, I played with this as a kid and I do not want to go back to it. I'm sorry. I think that, I think that means you're, you're getting old. Yeah. Freaking Sorry. RGB cables, component cables, getting them all plugged in wrong. Everything's the wrong yep. color. Plugging yep. in audio to video by accident. Coax. Having to find cables. your adapters. Yeah, screw <laughs> that. No. BNC, BNC adapters. Termination. Ugh. Matt knows about termination. He's been putting terminators oh my gosh. on his. I was so video mad. Games. Like, so I'm playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I bought this CRT. I bought this old, you know, PVM CRT for uh, three hundred and fifty dollars in render credits at forty cents. It has now <laughs> since quadrupled. You know, it's up to like almost two bucks now. Uh, uh, anyway, he sold it once it doubled. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I bought this. And like I hooked up my 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 NES system. It was actually my wife's NES system whenever she was growing up, and they never played it, so it's in mint condition, right? And so I plug it in, and I'm like, man, are the were the colors really this bad? I thought I remembered CRT colors being like super vibrant and stuff. Mm -hmm. Turns out, like you have to have terminators on the end of them because it it cycles yeah. through. If you don't have terminators, then like it gets all washed out and stuff, dude. As soon as I hooked that up, like I started going into this like crazy rabbit hole of like modding your Nintendo system so that you can pull pure RGB channels out of it. And it's like, no, I just needed a Terminator yeah. again. Now it looks great. And I'm not you're like, mess with that anymore. I plug something through the loop through and then it looks fine. I'm like, I think yeah. you're not terminated. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. of those monitors actually had a termination switch that would cut it off the 75 ohm switch. And, and this one may, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Uh, yeah. It's pretty funny. Anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, where were we? TV show. TV show. Yep. Oh, I didn't prepare that one. Son mm. of a buck. <laughs> I mean, what you been watching? What's good? Uh, I've been yeah. working. I've really been watching TV lately. Um, yeah. you know, uh, actually, Aaron and I, my wife and I, we watched uh, The Last Man on Earth a lot. Um, with with Tandy and okay. whoever else they are. That's that's a good comedy throwback. Last it's, Man on Earth. Good. Is that is that the one? Oh wait. It's like that? the. Uh, pandemic like wa wipes out the entire population. Okay, like, that's like 10 uh, 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 that's a uh, sh shoot. What's his name? Yeah, Will Arnett. Uh, Will Arnett. No, not Will Arnett. No, Will. Will Forte. Will Forte. Oh, I right. I love Will Forte. Yeah, he but is one of my favorites. Here's the problem. It, you know how Michael Scott can be super cringe to the point where sometimes you can't even watch it. Mm -hmm. Will yep. Forte to me in this role is like a hundred times as cringy. Hundred percent. It's very hard to watch uh, sometimes. If I, I will preface that with saying that if if that's not on in our house, the office is like it's playing mm -hmm. somewhere in our house, almost on loop. It's <laughs> it's kind of funny. In fact, yesterday uh, I cut my beard off for the first time in like I six know. months. I and I that. sat down and I was like, I just did this half. 
my wife's computer sits over here on this side. Mm-hmm. And so I just sat down and just went back to work, didn't say anything. She's playing Sims. And she made a comment, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? And I look over, and she's just like, <laughs> no, no, just no, get out, get out of the house. But that is one of my favorite things to do is grow a beard, do something really stupid with it, yeah. just, just to drive her nuts. Is that a life? Um, is that your life hack? Oh, that's so much fun. It's so much fun. It could be. It could yeah, be. There you go. You got your uh, life hack in. We, we do a drinking festival every year called Bachfest, which is basically we just go drink outside in snowbanks at 10 degrees. Mm. And uh, every year we dress up in the most outrageous costumes we can, we can come up with. And one year we dressed up as, as women, just old ladies, like church ladies. <laughs> and I had a, a big burly, like, I think it was like the guy with the Camp Mograph beard. It was just mm-hmm. huge. And I shaved it all off with the exception of mutton chops and then fluffed them out. So like I'm walking around, it's like touching my shoulders. That's funny. <laughs> what was this thing called? Bachfest? Called Bachfest oh, in Bachfest. New Ulm, Minnesota. I thought it's it was like a chicken spring. thing. Goats. That's funny. Goats. Bach, yeah. Goats. Bachfest. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Music. I am a big uh, uh, indie rock or, or punk rock person. Uh, um, but I do the whole gamut, top 40s, rock, rap, you name it. But uh, lately, I've been listening to a lot of Tenacious D on loop, repeat. Yeah. Um, can't go wrong with that. But uh, yeah, pretty much anything punk rock. All right. All right. What's, your, what's your favorite favorite punk rock band? Favorite punk rock band? I like Anti-Flag a lot. Okay. They're kind of a uh, uh, little bit of a, a, a political, anti-political mm-hmm. band. Like They're pretty awesome. Gandhi. Uh, I'm not familiar. Rage. Oh, dude. Probably Look it up. Look it up. Oh, God, he's good. Good stuff. I'll look it up. Send it my way. More rock. That's a great album. <laughs> How to clean everything. Oh, oh, amazing. Incredible. Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. Podcast. No, you're, good. you're good. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haunt Weekly is one I really, really like. It is a Halloween oh. attraction haunted house. You are. Mm. You're big haunted house. I'm big. Person. Yeah. I'm big. <laughs> if if I could start my own like. About haunted houses that you that attracts you you know is it the murder it's the murder <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> uh, it, it, i think it's the theater of it because it's just you you can you're literally paid to make people jump and it's it's mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. Um, you like working in them or going to oh, them? i love it uh i i enjoy in t- attending them um i'll like every year i want to go to like a big haunt either in chicago or salt lake kind of like do a tour and find a big one every year um, but I definitely prefer working in them more because mm-hmm. you can, you know, really play with like your environment or like your character or like the lighting has to do a certain thing or how are you going to like just interact with the crowd? Um, and it's really just a different type of acting and it's just a lot of fun. So yeah. if, well, if I could open my own pants off of someone, dude, it's, it's so like, much fun. It's the, it's the, 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 like that dopamine hit that happens yeah. when you know you're doing a good job because they're scared. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I don't know. If I could open my own house, I, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But I don't have enough enough me left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're going to have to delegate that one. I have to right. delegate that one out. Yeah. Uh, Plug-in. Not a render engine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I really like joysticks and sliders. That's a pretty pretty potent yeah, one. that one's a good one. Um. You're gonna laugh at this, but the one that I use literally every single day is is Animation Composers. Not the actual composer itself, but they have a side plugin called uh, Anchor Point Mover, 
and just oh, oh yeah. anchor points. Oh, that's yep. all it is. Mm-hmm. And it's it is my favorite version of anchor point mover I found amongst all the plugins. Yeah, and it's Where free. It will just center whatever you have like masked out yeah. or something. Yeah, I use that's it the best all the time. Yeah, mm. like a shape. What? You do a shape. That's the worst. Like, come on now, shapes need to auto center in mm-hmm. After Effects. Can we have that? You make one shape, and the center is still the middle of the screen and not the center of the shape. Why not yep. just come on. hold down Y and turn on snapping? Because what? that takes more time. You just push okay. a button. All right. <laughs> well, just anything, even a mask, you know, or, or whatever it is. And it doesn't move it. That's the thing. Like, you could do it yourself. It's just like you're moving the anchor and then you got to reposition, you know, or whatever. But anyway. As far as the quick time saver, it is yeah. second to none. Yeah. Uh, app. Muscle memory, go to app on your phone. Where are you, where are you at? This is, this is so stupid, but it's, it's LinkedIn. Like, the first thing I do, open up LinkedIn in the morning. Like, all right, who's doing what? I, I don't mind. I, here's the thing. I, don't, I, I actually don't mind LinkedIn. I, I, I hate LinkedIn less than I do Facebook. <laughs> Facebook yeah. has become so political and, like, boring, and no one uses it, and it's filled with ads. It's not even right? political anymore. Everybody gave it's, up. There's just ads everywhere like every other thing is an ad and i'll get two or three ads in a row i don't see any ads on linkedin like not on my not on the i think they're on the side you know yeah but it's it's it it is it's a it's a well it's it's just a giant circle jerk that's also because they're they're throwing people (laughs) in your feed that you are not subscribed to that are paid people to throw in Mm -hmm. their posts into your feed that's kind of how they yeah work that um yeah yeah uh facebook now i've seen a couple tiktoks on this facebook now is just to remind you when people's birthdays are and mm-hmm. show you what weird thing you were doing 12 years ago yeah <laughs> yeah it's a time machine. you know see it's funny because i went through yeah. and i hid every single uh, so I went on this. I, I was like, okay, maybe Facebook just isn't working the way that I need it to work because mm-hmm. I don't accept any of my friends. You know, I mm-hmm. had like 150 people in limbo, you know. So I got on this kick. I said, all right, I'm going to go ahead and hide all my old pictures. No one can find them. You know, I want okay. them to only be seen by me. I don't have any pictures other than what people have tagged me in. You know, I don't need embarrassment in my life. Um, and then I just started accepting everyone. And now I actually friend request people as well. And you know what it did to my timeline? Jack shit. It is yeah. still <laughs> awful. It yeah. is still terrible. Yeah. It used to be, I used to be so addicted to Facebook where I'd check it like 20 times an hour. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, not I can't I can't do it anymore. Like, like face Facebook, I I don't have the app. I just I have to physically type it into my Safari on my phone, mm-hmm. and it is it is literally a last resort of I have yeah. looked through everything, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, let's see if there's my, anything fun on Facebook. Yeah. yeah, I I hop on there once. I'm a volunteer firefighter, and once in a while, my yeah, you say, are. Oh, hey, they they posted about your your fire you went to, or they posted about this. I'm like oh, mm-hmm. I better go look at the pictures real quick. But What's outside it like of that, like fighting fires, like do you actually like full on fight fires? Yeah, uh, I am. I'm still new. I'm only been on the part department for five months at this point, and I've been involved in two fires, three fires, yeah. um, where like you're on the hose and like fighting the fire and, and that kind of stuff. Wow. We were um, on Discord last night and we were chatting, and all of a sudden he's like, "Got a fire, got to go," and he just like hangs <laughs> up. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Last night was was a one car rollover. Um, lady was drinking and driving, and don't don't do that. Um, yeah. So it was just oh, you know go up there, make sure everything was okay, get the get her out, get That's the ambulance crazy. there, that kind of stuff. Can't drink and drive. So, Surprise! Not a great uh, what idea. What is this Nazi Germany? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> did you see that South Park episode? I, I, I was did, just watching yeah. that last night. Oh man! Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. the The next one is video game. Well, I think I'm going to know the answer to this one. Maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, if I, I feel like I say anything but Halo, I'm in trouble. Mm. No, <laughs> Halo's not my favorite video game. No, uh, definitely, definitely my favorite franchise to follow. But uh, I'm always going to have a sweet spot for Super Mario Brothers or Smash Brothers. Um, mm. 64. It's got to be 64 though. 64. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Smash Brothers Melee was probably that was it was my Wii, favorite. Right? Uh, that one was the GameCube. GameCube, got it. Yeah, got it. Um, the the, never had a the Wii was Brawl, I believe. That's what Brawl it was. sucked. Brawl sucked. Yeah. But yeah. the newest, the newest one, I really like the newest one. You know, On for Switch. the Switch and stuff like that. There's just there's so many characters, so many characters. Yeah. I I really want to buy a uh, uh, Switch specifically for yeah. that Mario Kart. If you do. Get the uh, the OLED one. The OLED, yeah, it's beautiful. It's so good. Sounds like a life hack to me. Yeah, and that's apparently <laughs> where you're supposed to get the new or the the new old Bond, the 007. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's been released. I haven't played it yet. I've yeah, been on a played. I've been on a you know classic uh, SNES because I just got my SNES. You know, uh, uh, my classic SNES, as well as I've been playing Stardew Valley, and I am hooked. Like, <laughs> and I am the worst Stardew Valley like person ever. I'm already on year two. I haven't done anything they've asked me to do. I'm just farming. I'm just trying to make a million dollars farming and setting up sprinklers. Are you farming so I- do D E W or D O O? Uh, Star uh, do ne- neither. Star. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's why I played RuneScape. I was just like, I'm gonna catch lobsters. <laughs> Good old RuneScape. That's funny. That's funny. Well, yeah, I haven't even I haven't even explored the whole island. Yesterday, I was already on like year two, you know, which is probably like four days of playing, you know, and I went south uh, uh, in my land. And uh, there was a whole other area. I was like, where was this? I didn't even know. And there's a, <laughs> apparently farm animals that you can raise. I was like, I didn't know about this. What kind of farmer are you? Come on. Right? <laughs> I'm so, so lost. I, I don't. I'm it's, so lost. it's like Farmville. It's like Farmville. Oh, but there's, okay. there's like a million other things you can do with it. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Love it. Now, do Love you it. have another life hack, or was that your life hack? Are you good on the life hack? Uh, uh, the life hack I was thinking of, because I was prepping beforehand, was okay. was uh, when stressed, just breathe. Uh, just remember that this Imagine is that. It's just marketing. It's just marketing. It's not, it's, we're not saving lives. It's fine. Yeah, you know, we're not. If you're stressed out, just, just <laughs> breathe. It's just marketing. I mean, you are on the side, <laughs> technically. Part-time. 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 Volunteer. <laughs> But other than that, <laughs> oh gosh, my uh, my brother in law just sent me a. Uh, I think you should leave soundboard. <laughs> I, have y'all seen? I think you should leave on that. I've seen clips that you have sent it me. It is 
the funniest show you'll ever see in your life. It is, is that the so one with the hot rid- dog car that hits the yeah. building? Okay, yeah. <laughs> hot dog. Random. Anyway, <laughs> it's it's so funny. So, you know, I just Oh, keep and on the bones so. thing. They're, the bones, yeah. The bones. bones are their money. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I was wearing that shirt yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, I reckon we have to get back to our clients. Yeah. Do we have anything else we, we want to talk about? We talked about a lot today. We talked we about did. business, talked yeah. about frame one, yeah, haunted houses, whole nine yards, everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll see you in a cool. couple weeks. Yeah. Here yeah. In, I'll be down. I'll be down. I'll detailed. drive down there, bring you guys some, some steaks and some roasts. Cool. Steak. Grill it all up. <laughs> Absolutely. Steak. Steak. <laughs> yes. It'll be good. Beer. Well, everybody, uh, rate us on iTunes. Leave a little review for us. I have not looked at our review page in a long time. Remember, we used to have like contests for shirts if people could like leave a review or something. Yeah. Um, I I I, I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone does review us on. I I don't know. I look occasionally anytime you mention something about it, and I don't think anyone actually reviews us, which is, which is fine. Whatever. Because nobody ever listens to the end. They shut it off. Right. right? They're like, oh, we this is the end. the beginning, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> leave a review. Subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Helps get our ratings up. You can say you've been there, done that, go, got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, the Paul Bab, Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. Classic. Make sure Classic. you get one of those so you can wear it when you show up, you know, for the, the tour, you know. Uh, render things teach. Oh, all the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders. By mm-hmm. the way, uh, render things T-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee. The Mograph Blandishment shirt. That that render is fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear ironically, unless unless you're, you're shams. shams. Yeah. Yes, yeah. dude. Seven years. We've been doing this for seven freaking years. Yeah. About to be next week. It becomes still full a five circle. star. Full by the circle. Way. Still five star. Five Except star that one reviews. person that gave us four that one time. Nope. It's still five of five. 5.05 averages averages the law of averages the last one the last one was three years ago that's funny that's where our audience though is is all on Mm -hmm. itunes and podcasts spotify all of that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah the the stuff that we have on youtube that's basically only the people who want to watch a hour and a half broadcast of talking heads Mm -hmm. live on youtube so i imagine most people listen to this in their car but uh yeah that's it we're on youtube mograph.com mograph.com slash live you can get information about the live show who's coming up and whatnot and mograph.com slash tv where you can watch mm-hmm. mograph tv turn it on rip the knob off yep and things like that dryzen if people want to find you on the interwebs to talk to you or hang out what do they need to do frame one show.com is definitely the best place to look otherwise i'm on linkedin and instagram at uh, dryzen karsten awesome 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 Cool. Well, I guess that's it. I guess we're going to get out of here, huh? Yep. This was fun. Thank you. All right. Let's go back to work. How about that? (laughs) I don't want to. I'm going to get a beer. That's what I'm going to do. Yes. (laughs) Sounds good. Until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I'm Dryson. Have a good one. Later, yo. Pretty good, I guess. MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast. 
industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, Seagraph, Half Res, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software, learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Yeah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.